Hello and welcome to Great Ridge Station. I'm your host, Sam Helgerson, and I'm pretty much a fixture around these parts. Thanks for stopping in on your way through. Season 5, Episode 5. Well, welcome back to the station, this time continuing our conversation about where are the leaders. Now, back in part one of this series, I brought up the old cliche of the alien landing and standing in front of an earthling and saying, take me to your leader. Yes, it's a joke. And yes, I'm stretching it to its limits. But seriously, where would you go? If you were asked, who would you point them to? Who really is a leader these days? See, my lament in all of this is that we've really lowered the bar on what it means to be a leader, and we're pretty flippant about it. It's, it's troubling to me. I talk to a lot of leaders, I talk to a lot of followers, but it's evident that there's very little leadership actually happening. Look, if you happen to find yourself face-to-face -face with an alien who wants to see your leader, well, don't blame me if we get obliterated by some kind of cosmic obliterator ray. You know, in part one of this material, I introduced the idea that we've really lowered the bar. What does it mean to exhibit leadership? And I, remind, I want to remind you of this. In the Gospel of Matthew, that's the first book in the New Testament, Jesus is paying attention to the people around him. And here's what Matthew chapter 9, verse 36 says about it. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Now, I repeat this because it forms the foundation of the material that we're addressing here. Jesus shows up and sees that the crowds are aimless and no one is tending them. And his response was compassion. Here are the pieces that we're working through in these episodes. Compassion, direction, influence, meaning, formation, aspiration, culture, achievement, and growth. Now in part one, we addressed compassion and direction. In part two, we looked at influence, meaning, and formation. Well, this time around, we're going to look at aspiration, culture, achievement, and growth. Now that you know what to expect, let's dig into these ideas. See, we all have ideas that we're really drawn to, the things that we hammer on incessantly, and I have to admit, Aspiration is one of those for me. Now, I mean aspiration in the non-medical sense. To a medical professional, aspiration means inhaling some solid or liquid into your lungs, and that's a bad thing, but that's not what I mean. Aspiration means seeing opportunities to do things better and to do better things, to set a high standard, to reach for a stretch goal. Now, they say that education opens doors, but uh, more importantly, education opens eyes. See, that's one of the things that I love about my work as a professor sort. You see, often aspiration is connected with particular goals or particular kinds of success. Now, I use it a little bit more bluntly than that. I, I love it when people have that light bulb moment, when they realize that they're not powerless, that they have the opportunity to seek something better. It's the job of every leader to help people to see the next steps, the next opportunity, the next chance to excel. So as a leader, you need to think of yourself holding a searchlight with the sole purpose of helping see the opportunities that they might not have seen on their own. My wife is masterful at this. Over the years, I've seen her invest time and effort into many mentees. 
uh, some of them went on to thrive within the organization and some of them went on to thrive in completely different industries. But all of them credit her with helping them to grow and to figure out the what's next questions of life. You know, just out of reach, but clear enough to be achievable. See, people need to know that it's good to aspire to something better. They need your support in it. Aspiration, though, cannot stand on its own. It needs to be supported by this next leadership factor, which is culture. The idea of organizational culture is a challenging one. It would be easy to fill another series with insights and observations about fostering a, a healthy and happy culture. Maybe sometime, but not right now. This is the short version of that. See, as a leader, you need to help shape a supportive, inclusive, encouraging organizational culture. A few years back, a friend of mine took a job with a new company. And after he was hired, he asked me what I thought of the company. I asked him, do you really want my opinion? He did, unvarnished. So I told him, I like the company, but I have a serious dislike for the president and CEO. I explained his, uh, his tendency to stomp on anyone who happened to disagree with him and to play grudge match games. A couple of his gladiatorial games did serious financial damage to his company. And I told my friend to be careful not to fall into those traps of the culture, that given what I knew, it was likely to be filled with highly competitive, backstabbing people. Not because they were bad, but because that was what their president, what their leader, had modeled for them. Well, a few years later, he left that firm and called me. He told me that my assessment had been correct. He was doing well there, but he also realized that he had to live with himself. And at some point, the human sacrifices had to end. That's a little harsh, but that's what I mean about culture. People will act as you act, value what you value, snipe at what you snipe at. And if you want to lead well, you simply must lead people in ways that create and support a healthy culture. So next, let me talk for a few minutes about this idea of achievement. Achievement is the natural result of meaning, formation, aspiration, and culture. Do you have people an opportunity to step back and recognize what they've accomplished? See, the idea is that leaders need to celebrate the accomplishments of others. There was a time, really not that long ago, when leaders were assessed in terms of their own accomplishments. Well, in the past decade or so, that's changed. Leaders are assessed in terms of what their teams accomplish. Celebrating achievements is an important practice. When someone on your team buys a house, gets that GED or that college degree, when they achieve one of their annual work goals, take time to celebrate it and recognize it. People need to know that their achievements matter. Uh, you know, many of us have had that particular kind of boss that's known as the sheep stealer. At least that's the vernacular around these parts. The sheep stealer is that person who takes credit for the accomplishments of another team member. You know, you do well, you solve another problem, and the boss takes credit. Or worse, I've seen this happen. Worse, the boss takes the credit and the bonus for the engineering problem that you solved. See, if you do that as a leader, stop it now. Even if you think you can justify it, stop now. As a leader, you need to create opportunities for those people around you to create accomplishments, and to celebrate those accomplishments. 
Finally, leadership is about nurturing growth. Well, how far? Well, as far as possible and sometimes even further than you. The people need to know that they have the opportunity to grow. Here's my mea culpa on this. I read this years ago, and I have not been able to find the source again. Alfred Sloan, who was the president of General Motors, pressed this philosophy with his leaders. This is my paraphrase, but basically, he said to hire the best people that you can. Hire people that are better than you. Only by doing that can General Motors become a great company. If you only hire people who are not a threat to you, the company will become weak, stodgy, boring, and ineffective. That's the end of my paraphrase. But people need to know that they have room to grow, that they have room to thrive. The problem with leadership seems to be that leaders are sometimes interested, more interested in looking good than in helping others to thrive. Most people who think they are leaders... Well, they might not be. If there were real leaders to be had, well, we would have less workplace discontentment, less workplace violence, and less employee turnover. Okay, leader, measure yourself against these standards. Are you providing leadership in all of these areas in terms of compassion, direction, influence, meaning, formation, aspiration, culture, achievement, and growth? Ask yourself this, are the people you purport to lead really thriving under your watch? Now, as we wrap up, let me remind you again of the words of Warren Bennis. If you think you're leading, but no one is following, you're just out for a walk. Frankly, you can do better than that. Thanks for joining us at Great Ridge Station. All content is developed by Dr. Sam Helgerson with appropriate citations of outside sources. Our sound engineer is Brick Martin. All background and bumper media is in the public domain and retrieved from archive.org. The opening music is from Guy Lombardo, Down by the River. The closing music is from Annunzio Montavani, Skyscraper Fantasy. I'm already looking forward to your next visit to Great Ridge Station. Bye-bye.